Hello and welcome back to the Greatest Games Podcast. Today I am have my brother here with me. Hello. Tell the people about yourself. I am better than my brother in every way, such as looks and intelligence. That's it. Alright, um, so we're going to be doing an interview today. I've got a few questions for you about your gaming expertise. Would you consider yourself like a gamer? I I would consider myself a gamer of uh, relative skill level, depending on the games I'm playing. All right, well, uh, that actually ties in pretty well to the first question. So what kind of games do you like playing most? Like, do you like RPGs or platformers? I like a bunch of different kinds of games. I, I tend to like games with more combat-oriented, like shooters, and but I've never really been a fan of fighting games, actually. But, I, yeah, I like shooters. Um, never been a huge fan of platformers. Visual novels are pretty great, though. Um, so, yeah, uh, mostly just shooters and stuff. All right, um, any particular reasons you happen to like those genres specifically? Well, I like games with combat because if you games with combat, if you do things right, it makes you feel really cool. If you pull off like a good combo, you you just feel awesome because you feel like you're the Terminator destroying everybody. But you don't like you don't like fighting games that where the main point is combos. No, no, I can't memorize any of them. <laughs> you gotta push like buttons and directions at the same time. I can't do any of that. It takes way All too right. long. Um, what, what made you interested in video games to begin with? Like, what was the event in your lifetime that made it like, I like these things? Uh, well, it was when we were kids, you were with me, um, and we found our dad's old Nintendo 64, and we were like, what's this? And he's like, oh, it's a video game console. We're like, okay, let's, let's play with this. So we just started playing some games on it. And, uh, yeah, I think you got in trouble because you were supposed to be doing school. And, uh, we were just playing video games. And, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. And from that point on, I pretty much just play video games as my main hobby. Alright, cool, cool. You got a favorite video game? Well, I mean, it changes from time to time. But right now, I've been playing a bunch of Terraria. It's pretty fun. Just got a new update, so... Trying to beat all the new bosses, get all the stuff in it. It's been pretty fun. Alright, is there a reason that you like that game specifically? Or Well, it's got a lot of content in it. It's it's there's a lot of strategy involved. There's a lot of different things you can do to get beat the enemies and get to the end. There's a lot of really fun bosses, it's very unique and uh, overall I just think it's a fun game. Could you like explain a little more in depth, like for example, you mentioned bosses. Are there any specific bosses that come to mind? Mm. I've always liked Duke Fishon, which is basically just you fish in the sea with special bait, and this giant fish pig demon comes out and attacks you with tornadoes. Pretty cool boss, and he gives some of the best loot in the game. He's also a very tough boss to beat, so I like him a lot. Alright, alright, and you also mentioned like strategies and items yeah there's there's a lot of weapons in the game and a lot of different armor sets that give specific bonuses so you can you can combine a lot of different things to try and get good uh one combo that was really popular for a while was uh 
um, Razor Pine and Spectre Armor, because you would heal so fast with the buff that you would basically be invincible. So, a lot of stuff like that. Just finding the cool combos of how to, like, work around some of the tougher parts of the game. Alright, alright. Um, suppose there's a Terraria fan listening right now. What would you tell them if they just, like, were really bad at the game and they couldn't figure out how to get better? Like, what's your pro tips for being good at Terraria? Well, it really depends on what point you are in the game and what class you're being. But I would say, most of all, potions are very important. I didn't use potions the first time I went through the game. It's much more difficult if you don't have a... Potions, also, pick a class. Using a one or two of every different class's items will get you a bit through the first parts of the game, but towards the end, you're going to want to hone down on one of the specific classes that has dedicated items to it, because that'll get you a lot stronger in the long run. Do you have any specific recommendations on, like, extra good potions or classes, or just pick whatever you feel like playing with? Well, classes, as is intended, I think, are pretty much any class is good. They all have their different strengths and weaknesses. For potions, I would say it changes a bit on class, but Swiftness, Iron Skin, and Wrath potions are pretty good. Um, another thing is your world corruption is very important, which one you want. I would recommend the Crimson. I just think it's better because you can get the Vampire Knives, which are a lifesteal weapon, um, as well as there's a few other things, but it's really good. The really only advantage that the Corruption has is you can get the uh, Fish for the Wrath potions, which is an amazing potion. But other than that, I would say Crimson is probably the better Corruption. Alright, alright, cool, cool. Um, so, this has been, this uh, subject has been around for a while, but what is your opinion on the whole topic of, like, video games make people more violent? Like, in the news, they when they're school shooters, they often mention, like, oh, they played such-and-such such shooter game. Like, what's your opinion on that whole matter? Frankly, I think it's ridiculous. I don't think that video games cause more violence. I think there's a chance that they can get you agitated if you play them. They're... Uh, with most things, you can have too much. If you're playing video games 24-7, days straight, not sleeping, then obviously, you know, you should stop doing that. You can get addicted to video games, which I think is where the bad press comes from. But I think overall, it's just a fun hobby, like with any other thing, like board games or television. Just do it in moderation, like with all things. Alright, so your stance is more of the unhealthy addiction rather than the video game specifically? Yes, I think that it's more uh, people doing it too much than the actual games themselves. Alright, um, interestingly, there's actually been recently a few counter-studies that have, uh, that have come up with, um, information that seems to contradict these earlier... Uh, studies and say that video games actually make people less violent. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not really sure. I haven't seen many of the studies. Mainly, that... they say like it's a good outlet for like anger or whatnot. Yeah, I would say that's a tough one. I haven't seen many of the studies, but I would say unlikely. It's possible. I would say with some games more than others, but I would say, like, 
relaxing video games might be better because you're just you're chill and you're relaxing. So that might be it. But I feel like if you play like a really violent video game, you're not gonna get less angry. But I don't know. Maybe I again I haven't seen the study, so I really don't have too much knowledge on the subject. All right, cool, cool. Um, how familiar are you with Pokemon Sword and Shield? Not very. I've seen the trailers. I've never actually played the game, uh, but I saw the trailers while it was coming out, but I haven't seen that much about the game itself. All right, um, do you know about the National Dex controversy that happened with the game near its launch? Have you uh, heard of that? I can't say I do. Oh, all right. Um, well, it was basically this big uh, controversy where Game Freak, the company who makes the Pokemon games, decided that they were going to take out about half of the Pokemon that currently exist. Uh, this. Yes, I have heard And, um, they said that that would allow them to focus more on animation and textures and whatnot for the other Pokemon, but people ended up finding information that seemed to contradict that. For example, they found some models that were just taken from previous Pokemon games and weren't updated at all. So, what what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's Game Freak just being lazy, or do you think people are just not noticing the actual changes they make and how hard it is to make a new Pokemon game? Well, I mean, I don't know too much about it, but I would say if they are reusing models, then, like, you can make new models that are nicer and then just use the old models from the last game for the Pokemon that you don't want to port over and make them look nice, but I would understand them not wanting to, to do that, like, have a bunch of nice, really high-resolution Pokemon with these nice uh, nice animations, and then you just have this Mewtwo in there that just looks not nearly as good as everything else in the game. But I would say if they are using Pokemon models from old games, that I, I really don't understand why they wouldn't add some of the Pokemon into the new game. Especially right. some of the ones that they did. Alright, so your stance is that they should either keep all the Pokemon in or actually, like, make really nice-looking models and animations for the ones that they do keep in? Yes, I would say that... they they I would lean more towards the... they should keep all the Pokemon in the game, especially for competitively, because I I do think that they took out some of the best, better Pokemon that people would tend to use in tournaments, and uh, I think that, you know, it would be better if they left it in so people could really competitively play Pokemon Sword and Shield. Alright, that's actually really interesting because some people are making the argument that this whole National Dex controversy is actually a good thing because it mixes up the competitive climate of the game so people aren't just using the same old overpowered Pokemon that have been in the games for decades and they're actually having being almost being forced to use new Pokemon that could be competitively viable because those Pokemon aren't compatible with the game anymore. Yeah, well, I would say it's interesting. It definitely forces people to get more creative and not just have Mewtwo on your team and all the other legendaries that are super powerful. It makes people more creative, and I would say it spices things up, but it's, it's like playing Smash with items. It definitely makes things more interesting and forces people to get more creative, but it's not quite as competitive as, I would say, obviously the stereotype of all Fox, Final Destination, no items. But I would say it forces people to get creative and get outside their comfort zone a little bit, which is 
it's nice in its own way. Alright, so you're saying that it could be a good thing for the competitive climate of Pokemon that they got rid of a whole bunch of Pokemon? I'm, I would say more, it's a fun thing in its own right. I would say it's two separate things. You got the hardcore competitive Pokemon players, and then you got the new ones that are playing with this limited cast of characters, almost kind of like a handicap to see how people figure out ways to make these new Pokemon work well. Alright, alright. So you're saying it sort of evens the playing field between newer players that are maybe less experienced and veteran players that know all the ins and outs of... Yeah, I would say that this would be a better way for new players to come in, which might have been Game Freak's original idea, because obviously there's, like, all this complicated stuff with there's hundreds of Pokemon, and then you can, like, breed them with special stats and stuff. It's very complicated, which is... So, it's really hard to for new players to really compete with some of the more hardcore players which could be considered a good thing because you want to have people that are dedicated practice and stuff but i would say that this is a better way for new players to get into pokemon all right that's interesting i actually haven't heard that um argument about this before so that's really neat um shifting topics once again uh i was wondering what do you think about maybe like starting a youtube channel or even say a podcast about gaming uh would you be interested in doing something like that do you think that would be fun or would you rather just stay out of that whole thing well i've always wanted to have well, not always but for ever since i was a little kid i've wanted to have a youtube channel about video games and i've always like i've never been a huge fan of making a podcast it's not really ever something i've ever thought about it but it's definitely they're, something... they're pretty neat i i must say yeah. as a completely unbiased spectator uh gaming podcasts are top notch yeah i don't know I, I've, I've only heard of one and i would say it's subpar at best <laughs> um but yeah uh i've a uh, youtube channel i would probably lean to more uh like playing video games like let's plays and then like game reviews and of course talking about things like the pokemon international pokedex controversy stuff like that but yeah i mean i'd be open to a podcast probably at some point all right all right cool cool so um meta in here talking about podcasts on a podcast i have no idea what you're talking about all right so um we're just in this ethereal dimension that we can't see anything. We can just talk. So, um, Legend of Zelda CDI is... Oh, man. Ooh, it's good one. It's often considered... The best Zelda game? One of the worst Zelda trilogies of all time. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and the games are considered very poor games, so this is sort of a two-part question. One, uh, what is your opinion of the games? And two, if you do agree with the majority and think that these games are just horrendously bad, is there anything that the mainline Zelda games could learn from it? Like, is there any upsides, or are they just completely bad? Honestly, I think they're masterpieces of games. They're just perfect in every way. Um, no, I, I agree with the majority that these are dumpster fires of games. They're just awful in every way. Um, something the mainline games could learn from it. I think... 
there's not a lot of things these games did right, if anything. Um, I would say that in the second game, um, and I guess the third one too, that it was kind of cool to play as Zelda. I thought that was cool. Um, Zelda Saving Link, I thought was a nice twist on it, and I think that would be a fun mainline game, is if you, because the story of Zelda, is the, uh, Legend of Zelda, is that, um, Link and Zelda get reincarnated every time in the story, and I think it'd be neat if, like, for one time in the iteration of the timeline, that Zelda saved Link, and Link was the one captured by Ganon. I think that would be cool, but... I'm pretty sure that's it for the CDI games. They were just bad. Alright, alright. Yeah, I could see the appeal of a Zelda game. I've actually heard uh, a lot of people talk about Zelda as the main character in one game. Um, I've heard people jokingly refer to the fact that the games are called The Legend of Zelda, and if Zelda was in charge, it, it could be, be uh, The Legend of Link. Yeah, The Legend of Link. That'd be, that'd be funny. Um... Although I have heard two different opinions. Some people think it would be better if uh, it was just a normal Legend of Zelda game. You just happen to be playing as Zelda. Uh, and then there's other opinions that think you should they should change the gameplay style up. Maybe even make uh, an Assassin's Creed type of game where you play as Sheik, for example. Which, which do you think would be better? Well, it's tough to know without actually seeing games, because obviously they aren't existing yet at this point in time. But I feel like it'd be... I, I like the standard games, and I also like Assassin's Creed. They're both fun games. I feel like the... I think the normal style would kind of ease people into the idea. And maybe you could have, like, a few sections that are like Assassin's Creed, because, like... Breath of the Wild, for instance, you have sections where you can stealth through and, like, kill the enemies sneakily, and it's pretty fun like that. Like, while I was playing the game, you can invade the, uh, skull camps. You can, like, take out the guards and then shoot an explosive into their camp and blow it up, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, that game specifically seems like it's more, like, open world, like... You can kill, like, if you come across a group of enemies, you can kill them in a whole bunch of different ways, and you sort of just get a pick. Do you think something like that would work for the game? Uh, frankly, I, I, it would depend on how they did it. Obviously, we know that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out, and I don't know how that game works. Who knows, maybe that will be a Zelda-central Legend of Zelda game, but, um, I think that, in my opinion, Breath of the Wild is one of, if not the best, Zelda game. So if they did it right, I think that that could definitely work, because that game is amazing. So I think that, um... That, that that style could definitely work, if done right. Alright, alright. Nice. Um, one last question. Worst game that you have ever played? Go. Hmm... I think that would have to be, and you know this game, is Eminem Racing for the Wii. <laughs> that game was the worst, I think, because it just had the worst... It had it was trying to do motion controls, like Mario Kart, but it was the most unresponsive piece of garbage, and the sound design was horrific, and it was just awful in pretty much every way. And, like, you could get new cars, but you have to get, like, thousands of coins, but you could only pick up, like... 15 coins in a level, partially because of the terrible controls. So, yeah, yeah. it was really uh, just awful. Yeah, licensed games generally have, like, a reputation for being mm. bad. 
funnily enough, uh, video game movies also have a reputation for being bad. So maybe the separate media should just stay in their own zones and not mm. cross over as much. Yeah, just keep movies and, vi- and shows and the movies and shows and video games and video games and keep them separate. Um, although I will say that um, we have been getting some good video game movies recently, such as Detective Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog came out recently, which I would say were both pretty good movies, I would say. They were, they were really enjoyable, I would Interesting, interesting. Uh, is there anything specifically about them that you thought was better than other video game movies, or just in general? Well, I mean, obviously in general, they were just better because they were, like, funny and stuff. But specifically, I would say, one, they didn't take themselves too seriously. Like, with Detective Pikachu, obviously, you have Ryan Reynolds' voice in Pikachu, which was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of other video game movies generally try to, like, copy the format of yeah. the video game very closely and that generally doesn't work because mm-hmm. video games are meant to be played obviously and movies are meant to be watched yeah. so it doesn't totally it doesn't blend well what makes yeah. for good gameplay doesn't necessarily make a good story and a good story doesn't necessarily make good gameplay um but i will say with those two movies one they didn't take them tells too seriously and, um, two, they, they were trying to be their own thing. They weren't trying to I, be exactly the games, like with Detective Pikachu. I don't know that much about the actual Detective Pikachu games, but they weren't following the normal Pokemon plot of a kid who grows up wanting to be a Pokemon trainer, and he gets his first Pokemon and goes out into the world and tries to make his way and be the very best like no one ever was. It was a different story, where the main guy doesn't even want a Pokemon. And with Sonic, it was Sonic going to our world, which, as much as it sounds, it's very cliche, and it doesn't sound like a good movie, but it actually was pretty enjoyable, I would say. It sounds like the Smurfs live-action movies, just redone with Sonic. Yeah, they just added some fur onto the Smurfs, kept them blue, and made them go fast. But, no, it was actually a pretty good movie. Alright, so um, about like a decade ago, uh, comic book movies sort of went through like a renaissance, right? Before then, they were like sort of jokes, no one took them seriously, they didn't do great at the box office, and now, mainly because of Disney's Marvel movies, uh, superhero movies can make a billion dollars at the box office. Do you think video game movies are going down that route now, or do you think it was just a couple of video game movies happened to be good? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, Frankly, I think it really just depends on how good the movies are in the future. I think they definitely have the possibility to be better, but I'm not sure. Although I do think it's interesting that you said the Marvel movies were the main thing that... Um, jump-started the superhero movies, because I've always kind of thought that it was the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I've always really believed that those were the main uh, movies that brought back uh, the superheroes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I was thinking more along the lines of Iron Man, but... Yeah, that was a very popular movie, and it, it, I feel like that was more of a jump-start for the MCU, other than more than Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Marvel movies uh, in general, and just superhero movies. Alright, alright, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Is there anything else you would like to tell the great people of the Greatest Games podcast audience? 
Um, not really. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention when you asked my favorite game is another game that's consistently at the top of my favorite games list is Danganronpa. That's another really good game that's often my favorite. Right now, I think it's a tie between that and Terraria, but I would say Danganronpa is a very good game that deserves a lot of attention. All right, cool, cool. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Maybe I can have you on again sometimes. Maybe, maybe. I guess I guess it depends on how well this one does. Yeah, if people uh, like my beautiful voice. It's very beautiful. All right, well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Greatest Games Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like and subscribe. Thank you.